Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest Riker. We have four keys for this Golden State Warriors series. The Toronto Raptors are in the NBA Finals and there's going to be a lot of things that they need to do if they want to come out on top. Absolutely, Ben. Before we start though, a few interesting tidbits uh, mm-hmm. of information that I read today. Well, one, before that even, if we hit 10k, we mentioned this last video, if we yeah. hit 10k subs, we... we went up i think 200 or something like that we're doing a big giveaway for multiple people multiple prizes so hit on the subscribe button if you haven't yet but Mm -hmm. uh one viewing parties so they're trying to make jurassic world they're trying to emulate it in different cities in ontario so i noticed that there's a few places so that's kind of cool and i also noticed that cineplex or whatever the theaters are they're doing free screenings of all the raptors series at select locations and unfortunately they didn't make their way to kingston you'd have to check from from montreal i didn't uh mm-hmm. i didn't see but that would be kind of cool to actually watch it on the big screen but four keys ben and we'll start with numero uno number one you have the bench needs to outperform the warriors bench yeah, for sure. The The Toronto Raptors, their starting unit is very strong. We've talked about how, you know, Kawhi, Siakam, Lowry, Gasol, this whole year Danny Green have been strong. They've been able to, you know, outperform a lot of these these teams that we go up against. You know, that's why we cut down the rotation. We don't have a bench mob. You know, it's our top guys that really win us games. But against the Golden State Warriors, they're so talented. The roster, you know, they're a championship team. They're a dynasty. So the, we're probably not going to out-talent the Golden State Warriors, despite the fact we in my opinion we have the best player in the series but the one area that we do have a talent advantage is the bench the Toronto Raptors bench against the Milwaukee Bucks they they outperformed them in the four games that we won and it was a huge reason as to why the Raptors were able to bounce back from that 0-2 deficit you know guys like Fred Van Vliet Norm Serge and you know you can make an argument that Marc Gasol could probably be going up against some of those bench big men as well so Riker what are your what are your thoughts what does the bench need to do to to really establish you know an advantage against the golden state warriors well i don't think the key is fred van vliet believe it or not because correct me if i'm Mm -hmm. wrong but he's 17 for 19 on his last three point attempts is that okay it's it's going to be almost impossible to sustain that for an entire another series right so i and fred van vliet was all credit to him he was a big reason that the raptors were able to be successful in those last two games against the bucks to Mm -hmm. advance on in the series so i wouldn't expect that at that sort of high level for Fred to make that impact. Of course, he still needs to make his shots and be a playmaker yep. and do all the little things. But I would I would lean more towards, you know, like you said, a guy like Marcus All, who's probably going to come off the bench just because of how small the Warriors will likely play. But Norman Powell, because he has really the opportunity now with a bigger size, athleticism, to really do a lot of damage off the bench. But then on the flip side, I, I agree that the, the bench is more talented for the Raptors. The only guy that I'd be concerned about, if Vigodala comes back from his injury, then he's obviously mm-hmm. very good defensively. But it's Sean Livingston because he's a very strange matchup where he's he's got the Michael Carter-Williams or Ben Simmons-esque frame. He's just very tall and long. Um, but he's a very interesting guy because nobody off the bench for the Raptors really matches up with him. And he's an impact player, so he could be the one guy that I'd be wor- that I'd be a little bit worried about. That's fair, and we've seen Fred VanVleet struggle against longer defenders, and you know Sean Livingston is one of those, but we're hoping Fred VanVleet maintains, obviously shooting 80-85% from three-point line is not sustainable, but sustains the confidence, stays strong with its three-point look, so you know hopefully Fred's there, and you mentioned Marcus Gasol could be seeing a lot of minutes against the bench. I don't really see him end up moving to the bench, because Gasol's been our starter now since, ever since Serge Ibaka went out with that three-game suspension, Gasol started every game, 
But I agree. I think we'll see more of Serge Ibaka in the finals, especially the way he played against the Warriors during the regular season when we played against them earlier in the year. And he just makes a lot of sense. I could see Gasol just using his old man skills down low in the block to, to really take advantage of guys like Looney or you know whoever they have matched up against him. So Gasol, Serge are going to be huge in the series. The bench will be huge. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens, Riker. Yeah, and speaking of interesting, before we move to the next point, another thing that I saw, I wanted to mention at the beginning, but it slipped my mind, came back to me now, is that mm-hmm. the reports, I guess the Twitter geosphere or something like that, you've probably seen it, other people have probably seen it, is that even America, it seems that the trend is the majority of the support is towards the Toronto Raptors. So I guess mm-hmm. the Golden Boys, uh, you know, the the cute players that are the, the dynasty <laughs> of the Warriors, they, they don't have as much appeal anymore after just being there so many times. So it's interesting that even the Canadian team, even though we don't really have barely any Canadian players on the team, uh, yep. is, is getting the support in both nations. So that's, that's pretty cool. But second key, what you're saying is we need to limit the hot streaks. Yep. That is a big point for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, certainly. The Gold State Warriors, they can go on runs that absolutely destroy teams, and it kind of, it bleeds into our next point, so I won't mention it right away, but, you know, the, the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Durant, if he's healthy, you know, they all can just start being lights out from three, you know, and then, then they become unguardable. Once they're confident, once they're in a groove, they become unguardable, whether we have Kawhi, Siakam all in their face, so the Toronto Raptors cannot let the Warriors get that overabundance of confidence on possessions where they just hit one, two, three, four threes right back to back to back. So the Raptors have to manage those types of runs. And I think the biggest key to do that is obviously, number one, getting a hand up on three-point shooters. And they did a solid job of that in the Eastern Conference Finals. But the the main key is Nick Nurse calling, you know, strategic timeouts. When Steph Curry, when Klay Thompson hits a three and you can feel the momentum swing, call a timeout right away. Get them out of their rhythm. Get them out of their groove. You know, we saw Nick Nurse as the playoffs have gone along, a couple times he waited too long to make timeouts, but as the series went on, especially against the Milwaukee Bucks, he started making more strategic timeouts. I think it was very beneficial for the Toronto Raptors team. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And I think the two things that are most scary about the Golden State Warriors is that, you know, most teams, they get that confidence when they're on their home court. And just mm-hmm. like the Warriors, when they start knocking down a couple threes, the rest of the team ends up getting hot with the person who is hot. Yep. You know, everybody starts making shots. But unlike the rest of the or the majority of the teams in the league, they also seem to relish the opportunity to silence a crowd more than any yep. other team that I've seen. And they're able to get hot just from, you know, getting a big lead and and, and sort of seeing the the lack of response from the crowd or or the distaste. Yeah. So so that's one thing to be worried about. And the second thing, my new favorite term coined or I guess saying coined by Charles Barkley, the Raptors need to expect to get punched in the mouth, you know, at the beginning yeah. of the game to come out and maybe not in game one or game two, but especially when they go back for three straight in Oakland, uh, they mm-hmm. need to be ready for a really hot start. And unlike Milwaukee Bucks, a hot start means Giannis is getting a lot of interior shots, you know, and then that sort of bleeds out to the three-point line. But you're able to sustain and sort of weather the storm because the majority of the points are twos. Against the Warriors, yeah. you can't let a run happen because the majority of the shots are going to be from the perimeter, and that's almost impossible to claw back from if you go down 20 points at some point in the game. Certainly, and you brought up a great point. Role players play a lot better at home. 
right? They, they feed off the energy, the momentum of the crowd. But the Warriors, their shooters are not role players. Their shooters are all-time greats, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant. So no matter where they are, they're going to be ready to, to go on these types of runs. And we we really don't want the this to happen as well, because then the role players will start picking up and feeding off these players, like Alfonso McKinney, Andre Godala can get hot from three when everyone else is rolling. Even Draymond Green can be a threat out there, even though he's been horrendous this whole season. You know, so the Toronto Raptors really need to maintain those three main players, and we're not we're not 100% sure if Kevin Durant's going to be 100% this series, but we're going into it assuming he is. Assume for the worst and, you know, hope for the well, best. Even Draymond Green is darn near, even Dr- Draymond Green is darn near averaging a 20-point triple-double. Yep. Uh, he's been playing out of his mind, but you alluded to it earlier when we started talking about key number two. It swings mm-hmm. us into key number three really easily. We don't need to elaborate on it too much, but the main thing of the Warriors is they love to push the pace and hit threes yep. in transition, unlike any other team that we've seen before. So an obvious key is they need to get the Raptors, they need to get back on transition. And it's a different kind of transition than, as you're going to talk about, than they had to play against the Milwaukee Bucks. Certainly, the, the Toronto Raptors devised the strategy of building a wall against the Milwaukee Bucks. They they had all their players kind of pack the paint, get in each possible driving lane. They'd have someone on the ball and then someone on the right and left of Giannis, no matter where he was on the court. And, you know, in today's NBA, a lot of players, you know, when you get back in transition, you kind of focus on, obviously, you stop the ball and then you stop the corner three. So you kind of spark out to three-point shooters. That wasn't the strategy devised by the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals because, you know, Giannis is the biggest threat. Giannis was their best player and we had to stop him before we stopped anyone and then we recover on three-point shooters with smart rotations after but against the golden state warriors that that strategy just doesn't make sense they have too many guys that you know almost shoot off it feels like a hundred percent from three when they're left open in the corners in transition so the toronto raptors are really going to have to get back and instead of maybe they might have to give up a couple layups striker in order to get out to three-point shooters and contain those runs and contain clay steph from those guys getting hot well the the, the Toronto Raptors seldom lose a game when they keep the opposing team under 100 points, which, they've done, which they have done an incredible amount of times now in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? A lot of yep. that is attributed to really good team defense, Marcus Gasol, Kawhi Leonard, um, guys like that. But the, the Warriors play at such a fast tempo. I think the, if the Raptors can limit them to getting up shots, because I think it was game two or game three, Steph Curry had six, 31 points, six three-pointers. And you'll say, wow, six three-pointers, you know? Just like you were saying, oh, it seems like they shoot 100%. But no, he had 16 three-point attempts. So, yep. And that's on top of a, a bunch of other just regular field goals that he made. So they're able to put up this many shots because they're getting shots so often because, you know, the, mm-hmm. the possession is changing. They play that fast. So I think a key, even though it's not a key for us, but I guess maybe it's lump, lumped into this transition D thing is, um, you know, they just they need to slow the pace down. I think that the Raptors yep. play good in transition, but they can't allow the, the Warriors to play transition ball. Yeah, no, they did a good job at kind of controlling the pace against the Bucks. It's going to be a different strategy in order to do that against the Warriors, but it's the same concept. The Raptors play better. They can score in the half court, arguably the best team in the NBA at it, you know, with Kawhi Leonard, Siakam, Kyle Lowry facilitating the ball. So, you know, the Warriors are great at it as well. They're one of the best teams in Kawhi NBA history. Kawhi definitely seems to be one of the best one-on-one guys now in the league, too, with just the way he's able to create mm-hmm. a shot. The final key, this one... It's it's a, maybe not the biggest one, but be ready for the third quarter because two of the yeah. games that the Portland Trailblazers had a big lead going into the half, they ended up blowing 
the lead substantially in the third and then just could never get momentum back then coming into the fourth. They choked. We'll, we'll put it plain and simply. Um, but the Raptors, mm-hmm. they've traditionally been a pretty good team coming out of the half, so they need to be tit for tat, I guess, with the Warriors. They can't get out. It's it's the same thing. They need to limit the runs and all that. But what I actually want to ask, uh, like within this key and being mm-hmm. ready for the third quarter, what do you think is the key to do that? What do the defensive matchups have to be in order to, you know, ensure that they're able to, to limit the points of the of the Golden State Warriors? Well, Riker, the Golden State Warriors are a team that we've, you know, mentioned, everyone's mentioned, anyone that's watched basketball knows. They're a team that expects to win on a night-by-night basis, and usually that confidence is in their favor. In the third quarter of games, it, it really comes out, you know, strong. But in the beginning of games, we see the Warriors kind of get complacent at times. They kind of relax, hold hold their steeds back until the second half when they really need to turn it on, and they kind of have this flip-a-switch mentality where they, they'll come out in the second half and gain all the momentum and then end up winning games against even strong teams like the likes of Portland. Now, the Golden State, if the Toronto Raptors want to stop that, you know, maybe come out strong against the Warriors, build up a lead in the first half, and maintain that, they have to get on guys like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and just withstand that initial blow. Right, the, the Warriors are going to go on a run, but they can't lose their offense. You know, we've seen the Toronto Raptors in the past when the other team would go on a run, they their offense would kind of stagnate and they just try and run this isolation style offense or just take up bad shots. Isolation ball is not necessarily bad if if they're not taking bad shots if the spacing is good. But the Toronto Raptors, I, I don't think the the issue is going to come on the defensive end. We need to play defense you know, throughout the whole game or else we're going to get blown out this series. I think the key is when the Warriors make their run, don't let the offense, you know, suffer because of it. Don't let the confidence go down. Don't just fall, roll over and die when that run happens. The Raptors have to continue playing their game no matter if the Warriors get hot with the whatever happens. Keep attacking the rim. Keep taking their open threes. And I think the Toronto Raptors will be able to withstand some of those lucrative Golden State Warrior runs. Yeah, Ben, well, you know, sometimes the best defense is actually a good offense because yep. it, it just all is interrelated. But we mm. have guys, you know, you're saying that the Raptors could win. People are hoping the Raptors could win. Even Jalen Rose now is saying be prepared for an upset to possibly happen. So there's even analysts mm-hmm. now that are predicting that the Raptors could do it. I think the most important piece, and what I'm sure that people will be interested in your take on, maybe before we finish off the podcast here, is Kawhi yep. or sorry, not Kawhi Leonard. Kevin Durant, he's confirmed out for Game 1, correct? Yep. Okay, he's confirmed. It's out like. for game. Sometimes, th- sometimes they lie and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, right now, he's confirmed. I would hope that they're being honest about that, just <laughs> for sanity's sake. But yep. I expect that he'll come back later in the series, and then and then it'll, this question will be obvious. But for game one, assuming Kevin Durant does not play, who is mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard going to be guarding? Going to be guarding? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that, that's interesting. I could see him maybe sticking on. Clay, or whoever they're running at small forward. I think they ran McKinney with Andre Waddell out at the end of uh, Game 4. You'd I could waste see Kawhi Ma- Leonard's defense on Alfonso McKinney. I think that at the beginning of a game, we could see Kawhi Leonard just, you know, relaxing, being on someone else, and being more of a help guy, you know, a guy that, that switches on to Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, tries to go for those steals, you know, saves himself for the offensive end, because, you know, I, I think Danny Green could do a solid job on Clay. It'd be, it, I think it'd be a waste for Kawhi, just his size, to have him running around chasing Clay. You know, the if you look at guys like Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, everyone talks about how they're the toughest players to guard because they never stop moving. I think that would just be a significant waste of energy for Kawhi to be on him him and Steph Curry I think if the the game is close we could see Kawhi end up on Steph at the end of a game to to really you know lock him down make sure he doesn't get any open shots but I don't think having Kawhi chasing a point guard in the same sort of concept would be you know a a, signif- a solid use of his energy because we're going to need Kawhi to be 
our number one guy on the offensive end to get buckets with Draymond Green guarding him. And I think Siakam could do a solid job on Green. There's no one really on the wing position that really worries me. I, about I would challenge. I would challenge Draymond Green. You know, if you put all your effort into shutting down Curry and Thompson, mm-hmm. I would challenge Green to be the ne- the next man up. I don't. Even though he's been playing significantly well, yeah. I hold my stance that I think Draymond Green is one of the most overrated players in the NBA just because of the team that surrounds him, right? He has pretty good team defense. I don't think that he's the best on-ball defender by a landslide. And I think that a lot of things that he's able to do is because all of the focus is on Clay Thompson running around screens, like you said. Stephen Curry not, you know, not being stood still for an entire possession long, every single possession. Kevin Durant, you know, of course, if you have all those guys that are being completely focused on your fourth best defender, now, now that's all that uh, Draymond Green has to match up against. So yeah. I would, I would challenge him to be the next man up. But I think, unlike you, I wouldn't mind seeing Kawhi Leonard guard one of those guys. Maybe they won't need it, but let's just consider this: how much better were the, the Milwaukee Bucks? You know when Giannis was able to the I mean the entire team not just them yeah. scoring but how how much better were their role players when Giannis was actually able to score in the first two games compared to when you put Kawhi Leonard onto him so now let's assume what if he was able to shut down Stephen Curry or if he was able to shut down um, Clay Thompson then how much significantly worse will the rest of the role players on the on the Golden State Warriors be I mean maybe you could be right but I think it's 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 potential that Kawhi Leonard could be on one of the smaller matchups. Yeah, if it, if it were to be anyone, I'd say it'd be Steph Curry because if you're going to use Kawhi Leonard's defense, you want it to be more on ball rather than chasing somebody because I think all the Toronto Raptors, there's no bad Toronto Raptor defender that's in our rotation. So I think everyone, if you know executed properly, can chase around screens and all that sort of stuff. We don't need to use Kawhi on that. But to see, you know, if, if Steph Curry starts going on a run, starts maybe cooking Lowry, Lowry's defense is really suffering, then I could see, you know, switching Lowry onto McKinney, you know, someone that's not a big threat, and then having Kawhi on Curry, but I don't think they start off like that. I don't think that's Nick Nurse's strategy going into it, but it, as you mentioned, it, it was a smart move to, to shut down Giannis with Kawhi, and it took a couple games for Nurse to think of that, so maybe he'll start off the, the Golden State Warriors series with that sort of matchup, but let us know what you guys think. Who do you want to see Kawhi guard? What matchups are you looking forward to seeing in this game, and what are your keys to this NBA Finals? Hey, that's it, man. Perfect. Yeah, you're the best for making it this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You know, we got a lot of cool content coming. Tell your friends about the Raptors Digest because we hit 10,000K by the end of the playoffs. You know, we're giving a monster wild giveaway. So, you know, share the channel. Perfect. Cheers.